My name is DJ Gyrony. My name is MC Cross Throughout. Welcome to a truly global edition of the show entitled National Anthems of the World. <laughs> Don't know what that was. Mm. This is one of those shows, I think, that's been in gestation for quite some time, am I right? It has. It's been wrapping itself up in silk. (laughs) (laughs) Wrapping, 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 wrapping. I don't know why, but it's taken a while. You know when you come up with an idea and you think, this is a good idea, and then you try and do it and you think, about five minutes in, this is a bad idea. Mm. Well, there's a lot of countries. There's tons. (laughs) There are loads. And occasionally, every now and again, what happens is you're looking at a country and then it goes like this. (laughs) Tinsel comes out and it sort of explodes into about 17 other countries. Mm. Listen, if you don't believe me, just type in Yugoslavia. That that explodes (laughs) into about seven different countries. So there's a lot of countries. In fact, no one knows how many countries there are because at any minute... They're like rabbits. That's right. It's kind of like a fractal geometry thing, isn't it? The closer you look, the more there are. Yeah, you're looking at them and then (laughs) there's another one. Yeah. The other thing is I sort of slightly got sidetracked by something that I really enjoy, which is micronations. Oh, yeah. One of which is called Micronesia. Of course, yes. But there are tons of them, Mm. including there are ones in America. They're all over the place where somebody has a sort of back garden. And they just think, I'm going to declare that a tiny nation. (laughs) They get their kids to draw a a flag. Mm -hmm. It's usually a crudely drawn picture of dad with a crown. Off you go, micronation. Mm -hmm. Switch on the home organ and knock up a national anthem. (laughs) (laughs) And we're off. Yes, exactly. We're off. (laughs) Proclaim yourself king something or other. Yes. In fact, what I would love to do would be a show that was all micronations. But I'm not sure most of them have the, the budget or the organ access. But maybe I've just thought of something. Oh, yes. Maybe we could provide micronations with... A service. ...national anthems. Yes. That's a great yeah. idea. Because you may discover here, listeners, within this show itself, that the smaller the nation, the prouder the national anthem. <laughs> The more ludicrous, that's for sure. The less you've heard of this country, the more proud they are of it. Mm, you know, usually, even if it was, even if it just popped into existence last week. Mm. So uh, bear that in mind. We must say that this is not political, listeners. No, no. We know nothing about world politics and have simply looked on the internet <laughs> to try and find national anthems done in a variety of ways. Yes. This is not a comment on the world. No. Well, it's a comment on some parts of the world. But the thing is, I think at the moment there are 197 countries. Okay. As of this minute, there may be more or less, depending on if some of them have mm. exploded or split up. But at the moment there might be about 197, which would be quite a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> you might get tired of it. That's why we are thinking about uh, maybe making a series of volumes. Yeah, there's going to be several volumes, isn't it? Because there are about 20 oh, yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Usually they're blissfully short. That's right. You've got to squeeze down that patriotism and pride into a nugget. Yeah. Otherwise no one's going to understand it. So there may well be mm, 10... 10 volumes, yeah. Builds into a 10-volume set. <laughs> They'll all be leather-bound, of course. Each comes with its own commemorative flag as well. We'll see how this one goes, yeah. Well, it comes in a tiny coffin with a commemorative flag draped over it. (laughs) It just got dark in here! Mm. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, in between all of these uh, nations of the world, we do, of course, have MC Cross Throughout and his unnecessary news. That's right. This week, easy fingering 
of over 100 major, minor, modal and pentatonic scales. <laughs> now, we were wondering and puzzling about how to structure this show, and uh, I think MC Crossroad was wanting to go with a fairly simple approach. I was going to go with alphabetical. I thought we might just add a layer of complexity that wasn't really needed. Unnecessary complexity. <laughs> and what was that? Well, I thought we know where all these countries are. Do we? Mostly. So uh, why not? And I don't want to show any particular alphabetical bias. Who's best? So let's just go round the world. Well, I thought we would have to start, obviously, of the uh, Greenwich Meridian. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so we're going to work east from Greenwich, going right round the world wherever possible. You might think we'll start with the British National Anthem. That would make sense, of course. We're not going to do that. No, no, we don't like to be obvious. Can I just say, I know you've probably got a tiny Union Jack flag in your hands, <laughs> waiting to plant it on the globe. I hope you've uh, listened to the notes and you've all got your globe ready yes. with a series of pins, pins. and some coloured wool yes. so you can plot the trajectory of the show. That's right. That would be great. Mm. Send us your photographs. But now we're actually going to start with a country that's one degree east of the Greenwich Meridian. And you might be surprised, actually, about this. It's not a European country. Oh, no, we're going to Togo. Where is Togo? <laughs> Togo is in West Africa, mm. which, of course, actually sticks out quite a, quite a way west of uh, Europe. You don't, you don't necessarily think that. It's going to be quite an educational show this week. Get your globes out. If you've got a kid, <laughs> get them in. Get the globe. <laughs> it's going to be great. This is the Togoan, is it Togolese, I think, isn't it? Togolese national anthem, which is Terre de nos Ailleurs, Salut à toi. And I think it's by a bit of a Togoan, Togolese pop star, although I have to say, level of professionalism here isn't quite what we would hope for. It's very heartfelt, though. It is, yes. This is Mr. Felix Akote with the Togolese national anthem. Tout le monde est bien, 
The unmistakable sound of Django Reinhardt with echoes of France, Le Marseillais, jazzy. Extremely jazzy. Yes. I mean, didn't he have two fingers? He might have only had one finger. I think that's right, yeah. I think he had a couple on the left hand, yeah. He had a disputed number of fingers. <laughs> it wasn't the norm. <laughs> but he didn't let it stop him, did he? No. He jazzed around with it. That's from uh, Complete Jazz, 1944 to 1946. That must be a big album then. It's Complete Jazz, all the jazz. There's many, many volumes Is there? just of Django. Well, there we go. I was right. Mm-hmm. We can even tell you precisely when this track was recorded. It was recorded on the 31st of January, 1946. Mark your calendars. 
And before that, Felix Acote there with uh, what translates as Land of Our Ancestors. It's obviously a complex place, isn't it, Togo? I think that's what we can extract from that track because there seems to be a lot going on. It sounded like about three tracks playing at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's your point? (laughs) He's obviously a complex and emotional individual, that's all I'll say, as is Django, because he's thinking stuff like, where are my fingers? (laughs) That type of thing. (laughs) Listeners, I know that was a bit of a a long introduction. We realise that. So we won't keep you, we won't linger over this section, except to say that you can follow us on Twitter and you can communicate with us. We're almost like normal people, aren't we? We're almost like regular people in that we might very well reply to you we have been known to if you tweet mm-hmm. to us on twitter and we're also on facebook aren't we we are facebook.com slash project moonbase we uh, post all the lovely cover art on instagram instagram.com slash project moonbase and tumblr all the things whatever they are <laughs> all the social medias yes all the ones that matter anyway right. well obviously we're trying to explore different styles we needed to have some kind of electronic styling MC Cross Throughout, you found this incredible series of at least five volumes of electronic national anthems. <laughs> I did. When I was searching through the 197 countries, a surprising number of them didn't seem to have a, a national anthem that I could lay my hands on, except for the electronic national anthems. Volume. This is from volume five, so you see there are volumes and volumes of yeah. fairly weedy electronic renditions mm-hmm. of national anthems from all over. We're actually going to go 20 degrees east for the next June. We're going to hear the National Anthem of Albania. For the first time, perhaps. Called Hymni e Flamurit. Just listen to Mami. It looks like Mami. I imagine it's pronounced differently. That was a Finnish anthem, meaning um, our country, in fact, in translation, from Wasi there. And before that, the national anthem of Albania, also, aka, in translation, flag anthem, from Z Digital, 
who seems to have done a lot of things. Check out their numerous electronic national anthems if you feel stirred by that. I thought that was a pleasingly weedy electronic sound. And then after that, a sort of soulful... What would you call that? What is that? It's a recorder, I think, isn't it? Recorder, sort a recorder, of. Recorder, yeah, isn't it? Some kind of mournful wooden instrument. I don't know what that says about Finland. I, I know that they have mass choirs and stuff singing that, but yeah. it seems uh, more affecting. Well, I was going to say, you might notice throughout this week's edition of the show that we are generally drawn to uh, puncturing the pomposity of these anthems by finding the <laughs> weediest versions as we can. It does seem to take something out of them, but add some poignancy as well. I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the woodwind... <laughs> We all should be going off to Botswana. But first of all, it's time for us to all stand for the unnecessary news. Oslo is building the world's first bee highway. Global bee populations have been in decline for some time, and yet we're still trying to figure out how we can help bees bounce back. Boing! Stop trying to bounce bees. That might be causing this problem in the first place. Some have turned to hybridization. Have they? Have you turned to hybridization? Don't. I'm not aware of having turned to hybridization. No. I mean, would you know if you woke up one day and you had like a bee arm? <laughs> or the, the head of an ant? That's what I'm picturing. I may be wrong. I am not a scientist. Others feel that limiting the use of pesticides and refraining from building cell phone towers in areas where bees thrive might be the answer. Yeah, but hold on. How are we going to update our Twitters? How are we going to send the Facebooks? Do you think every Facebook post is causing a bee to have an aneurysm? <laughs> what a horrible thought. You might calm people down on Facebook and Twitter if you said every time you post something, a bee will die. Yeah, a bee loses its wings. <laughs> Congratulations, that picture of you enjoying an ice cream has just killed a bee. <laughs> Ah. Doesn't a bee produce something like one gram of honey in its entire life or something? So that's one gram less of honey for you. Nobody wants to see your children, you bee killer. (laughs) Oslo has a simpler idea. Oslo, in Norway, of course. Oslo is about to become the first city to install bee highways. Shouldn't they just call them bee roads? (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's a joke that no one is going to get. But uh, I liked it. Yes, they're going to install bee highways, a collection of flower-covered rooftops meant to offer bee-safe travel throughout the city. Here's what Agnes Lynch Melvar, head of the environmental group behind this unique ecological project, has to say about the bee highway. We are constantly reshaping our environment to meet our needs, forgetting that other species also live in it. To correct that, we need to return the places to them to live and feed. Boring, isn't it? Fairly boring, yeah. I was up on the B highways, on the B roads, as you say, but um, jazz it up a bit. They're very low-key, the Norwegians, aren't they? They are. Bless them. Particularly that one. You can find out more at the website pollinatorpassadsgen.no and you'll need to speak Norwegian, obviously, if you want to find out more about that. It's a charming idea, anyway, if nothing else. Do you think they're going to have bee service stations as well? I would hope so. Little greasy spoons for bees. (laughs) And they'll have little stations where they can gamble away some of their honey. (laughs) Oh, tragic. (laughs) Tragic. Or what I particularly like about service stations, you've been driving all day, you're exhausted, you've just had a poor quality meal, (laughs) and then go to the arcade 
and play a video game where you drive, like a Grand Prix. <laughs> yes. To relax. They'd have bee simulation games. Mm. <laughs> Robots are getting married. Oh. In a ceremony that confirms the worst fears of people who are frightened by things that aren't at all frightening, like gay marriage, for example, two robots wed in Japan over the weekend. Typical. What's more frightening to me, as somebody that's frightened by everything, is that people in Japan are getting married. <laughs> I mean, that alone is, is amazing. Never mind robots. Surely this shouldn't be allowed. What would Isaac Asimov have to say about that? <laughs> exactly. What would he have to say? Probably what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Fwas or Fros, Frois, F-R-O-I-S, is the bulky groom who uh, is partially made from a large rubbish bin. <laughs> he married Yuki Rin, an android made to look like the Japanese pop star Yuki Kashiwagi. I think he might be punching above his weight. He looks like a dustbin. <laughs> she looks like a, a pop star. So he's got the best part of the deal there. Seems to have done. Maybe he's just really good at tidying up, clearly, since he's made of dustbin material. <laughs> anyway, the wedding was officiated by another robot named Pepper. She usually spends her days helping customers at a cell phone store. The ceremony was even sealed with a kiss. Guests, who paid about $80 to attend, were treated to a robot-sliced cake and a robot <laughs> wedding band. <laughs> that's probably one wedding I've actually gone to. It's good. I mean, usually weddings are terrible, aren't they? You know, but that's because they don't have enough robots. <laughs> the robots big day was put on uh, by Japanese company Mayawi Denkai, which also designed the out-of-his-league Fwas, or Fwis, whatever it's called. It's not a very Japanese name, there, is it? No, it's Froes. Froes is what it Strange. looks like. No, it's not. I don't know what it means. Yukirin is the creation of Japanese artist Takayuki Todo. It was only a matter of time before bots started tying the knot. Tech-savvy brides and grooms are already employing them as ring bearers and officiants, the New York Times reported last year. <laughs> taken over. It's a good idea. Obviously, you can't trust children. What happens if you give a child a ring? It's going to eat it. That's what <laughs> happened when, when I was given the ring to, to hold as a child. I just ate it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's what children do, I think. Certainly what I do. I mean, I still do that now. If anybody gives me anything small enough for me to get in my mouth, I will just eat it. <laughs> and that did hold the wedding up a little bit, admittedly. But that's another story. When are we going to see robot baptisms? Tricky. Tricky. Well, you can coat electronics now with waterproof stuff, can't you? <laughs> you can, yeah. As soon as they coat the next generation of robots in water-repellent stuff, then yeah, why wouldn't they be able to accept Jesus? I don't know. A man <laughs> breaks world record for the longest drag behind a galloping horse while on fire. <laughs> and that pretty much is the entire story. This is Joe Todlin, a stuntman from Austria. He wore a special protective suit, which I think is probably cheating, let's face it. It is. While being dragged by a horse whilst on fire for a full 500 yards, breaking the previous Guinness World Record of 472.8 metres, Toddling then immediately turned around and was dragged by an ATV 582, also while on fire. Oh no, I think it's an ATV 582 metres. I don't know what an ATV is, do you? I think it's an all-terrain vehicle. Oh, well. But the obvious question here about the whole horse-dragging, man-on-fire thing is why is this not an Olympic sport? <laughs> Next time on the Olympics, I'd just like to see a race with a horse race, dragging men, I would suggest in suits of armour, on fire. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Just yeah. a little tweak, but I think an important one. So, you have been used. Chelm. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For setting light to that set of unnecessary news, there'll be more on next week's show. Two little brassy selections there from one degree apart. First of all, 26 degrees east, Botswana national anthem, Fatshe Leno, which means blessed be this noble land. Yeah. Played beautifully there in the in a bit of a gust. Bit of a wind. That's some quality high wind brass band playing. Mm. That reminded me of that uh, Toast of London sketch about acting in a high wind. Yes. I was wondering whether the Botswana police force get training in playing a brass instrument in the high wind. Well, clearly they do, as they stood up to a gust there, didn't they? <laughs> they certainly did. It seemed pretty jolly, didn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, the only thing I know about Botswana <laughs> is what Alexander McCall Smith yes. Has, yes. Uh, has told us about it. That it involves larger ladies and <laughs> detecting things. I don't know. I think that lends credence to his uh, mm. his view of Botswana, perhaps. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was followed by a bit like Z Digital. This is a band called the Sefair Band, who have recorded hundreds of uh, ringtone versions, electronic ringtone versions of uh, national anthems. In this case, it was a tune called Mi Belarusi which simply means we Belarusians. They're on the telephone. The entire country only has one telephone. <laughs> Belarus is on the phone. It is weird, isn't it, having a ringtone national Well, I suppose anthem. if you know a Belarusian, but what if you know two? Yeah. You're stuck then, aren't you? You'd have to find two slightly different versions of the Belarusian national anthem. Well, it's funny you should say that, because we have an <laughs> anthem coming up from Transnistria. I know what you're saying. Of course, the obvious choice. And uh, we actually got this off the YouTubes, and there are three versions of the Transnistrian anthem, because it's a sort of border country, also called Prisnestrovia, 
might be called something better than that if you can speak Russian. But it's um, the Eastern European independent state. It's declared its independence from Moldova. And it's only recognised by other breakaway states, which is a fairly nervy group of states, I imagine. It is a bit, yeah. Do we recognise it on the moon? That's a question. Well, clearly we're recognising it as we're playing its anthem. We are. But hold on a minute. We don't want to get kind of dragged into any <laughs> Transnistrian or Pridnestrovian uh, political <laughs> whatnots. No. Clearly we don't know anything about it. It's very small and thin. It's like a lot of these fairly small states. It's a sort of bit between two other bits. Yes. Or, you know, I was mentioning the former Yugoslavia before. Apparently there's loads of small areas that are unclaimed territory. But this isn't that. But it is a sort of... Pocket. It's a sort of, yeah, a little little gap between um, the Ukraine and Moldova. But it's, it's obviously, there's obviously enough people there to think, you know, let's get together and come up with an anthem. So um, see what you think, listeners. See if you're interested in Transnistria or perhaps becoming a Transnistrian.
was a delightfully named tickling primary school <laughs> singing the ugandan national anthem which is called oh uganda land of beauty heartwarming stuff children that's probably children that's what you have in a primary school i understand <laughs> generally yes i'm no expert but mm. uh, somewhat of a contrast to the anthem mm. of transnistria yeah Three versions thereof. Hope you enjoy those, dear listener. Yeah, we didn't want to be siding with any of the people, you know, against the others. They'd be like, hey, that's not mine. That's not my version. <laughs> You're listening to Project Moonbase. If you happen to live in a micronation or a, a, an emerging state that has its own national anthem that you'd like to include on the next volume of this uh, ongoing series, you can get in touch with us numerous ways. We've mentioned some of them already, but you can actually email us, show at projectmoonbase.com. Mm, do you ever check that email address? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I did check it once. <laughs> Regularly. Uh, yeah, I'd like to do an all-micronation mm. show. That would be good. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher. And we're also available on Mixcloud. So uh, tell your friends. And your enemies. And your enemies. And your dogs. (laughs) You know, tell whoever you want. Now, listeners, it's time to go to the land of the Thunder Dragon. (laughs) I know you want to visit that. You may be asking yourself, where is this land of the Thunder Dragon? (laughs) It's Bhutan! Yes, Bhutan. And in fact, what I particularly like about this is that it's the global Bhutanese community, Colorado. Yes, that's the YouTube user who's posted this video. I do like to think that it was them that recorded it as well. I mean, even the fact that there's one Bhutanese in Colorado, for some reason, pleases me. Thinking of the land of dragons. Anyway, it's pretty stirring stuff. So let's listen to that now. Oh, 
बचे I was going to say that was quite anthemic, but I guess all of the tracks on the... Sort of redundant, really. It is a bit redundant, but that was certainly one of the most anthemic anthems. 
on this week's show. Stirring. Yes. It was very emotional. It was extremely emotional. Mm. That was the national anthem of Cambodia. We don't know who by it. It was posted by YouTube user Khmer Movie 999 Not his real name, probably. I don't, I don't think so. But uh, yes, that's wonderful stuff. And that was preceded by the Global Bhutanese Community of Colorado version of Druk Senden, which is the Bhutanese national anthem. And we're kind of working ourselves up to an emotional high here because the, this next tune is, in a way, it's one of the seed tracks for this whole project, really, once we stumbled across this. It was actually uh, MC Cross throughout who uh, alighted on this extraordinary piece of work we're about to hear. Yeah, this comes again on YouTube, which is perhaps it doesn't quite have the same scary, terrifying impact just with the audio as it, as it does visually. Mm. But this was on the uh, Mongolian History Channel, <laughs> It's the terrifying thing of, you always get with a national anthem, it's that weird combination of lip quivering and tear jerking and people taking themselves a little bit too seriously. (laughs) But when you also mix in children, Mm. then everything just goes to another level of kind of sentimental overkill. But for some reason, the Mongolians decided to introduce children dressed in a variety of uniforms or dressed in outfits of various adults. Yes. I'm not sure if they're singing or just mouthing along to it, but they look absolutely petrified throughout. They do. We'll post the video. We will. It really has to be enjoyed in video form, I think. Or endured, perhaps. Endured. (laughs) It really is. It's got everything. Mongolian children, anthems, strange outfits, looks of terror. (laughs) What more could you want? Let's enjoy that now.
One thing we haven't done much of on this week's show is played national anthems in different styles. But played different instruments playing different uh, national anthems. But there we had the um, wonderful sound of Advance Australia Fair, but played Brazilian style. <laughs> yeah, they've done something. They've 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 put a Brazilian beat on that. I like the I like that idea. We should try and find some more examples of that. So it's, it's a good. I like the, I like that project. Well, I imagine there might be a few more on the album. <laughs> the same album. World Cup National Anthems. There are at least 32. That was from Brazil uh, 2014, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what the Australians think of that. Diabolical liberty, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but it's certainly a contrast to the Mongolian anthem, wasn't it? Yes. Which certainly was children, wasn't it, when you, when you listen to it? It's a bit hard to tell whether they're children or robots when you watch the video. They're all very stiff and they do this thing where they hold their little fists on their hearts to show mm. how important the whole thing is to them. While wearing a military uniform, yeah. There's nothing like a child who dresses a full general <laughs> to really make you think something's gone horribly wrong. And there's one who looks distinctly like a Michael Jackson impersonator as well. Mm-hmm. It's all very strange. This is propaganda from Mongolians' enemies. I have no idea who they might be. <laughs> But um, the moon certainly isn't one of them. We're still keeping open diplomatic relations with Mongolia, despite this video. (laughs) We are. Anyway, we'll move on to something uh, altogether sweeter. Now, listen, if you enjoy coughing, Mm. if you enjoy the sound of schoolgirls coughing and (laughs) rummaging around (laughs) as they prepare to sing a national anthem, then you're going to enjoy this. This is from the SPG Channel or Chanel College. I don't know. Depends if we're being French or not. And uh, we've not really been keeping up with uh, where exactly this is in relation to the Greenwich Mean line. This is 168 degrees east, if you're interested. Uh, this is as far east as we're going to go after this, uh, dear listener. We're going to start coming back around the other side. But, uh... Spinning round. And this is actually called Yummy, 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 which is what really drew me to it. <laughs> I was like, I hope this is good because I really like the idea of having a, a national anthem, which is called Yummy, <laughs> Yummy, Yummy. It seems like they might have their priorities right, but the translation in English, anyway, is we, we, we are happy to proclaim. And they would proclaim various things during the course of it. Oh, <laughs> 
The delightful sound of the SPG Chanel or Channel College from Vanuatu there with uh, Wee Wee Wee. <laughs> One of the greatest titles for a national anthem, I think. And I, hope, I think they set the standard there for titling of anthems. Less pomposity. More heartfelt. More heartfelt, yeah. And more coughing. <laughs> now it's time for us to bring back an occasional feature, which we call... Thing of the Week! I know you're probably thinking, oh, I thought you'd forgotten about that. We had. <laughs> but we've remembered. Listen, this is educational. This programme is educational fundamentally, and then it's serious. I want to be serious for a moment. It's very important, for some reason, I think, that uh, we try and pretend that this is educational. Get the children round. Get the babies. You know, have a baby. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Do what may be necessary. I think it involves test tubes and multiple injections. That's right. And and then having five children. And then carry on. I mean, I know that's going to be a bit of a pause. <laughs> Maybe nine, ten months, something like that. But what I'm saying is, if you have a child, get them. Because um, part of our mission for this particular episode is to help us all understand the world by understanding its flags. And how are we doing that? Yes, I'm glad you asked. We're going to uh, various app stores and finding an app. And in fact, if I go to the um, Google Play store, I believe it's called, for Androids, I find flags of all world countries, which is uh, a way to learn flags of all 197 independent countries of the world with three distinct quiz modes. It's racking up a 4.2 stars, so that's not too bad. So there you go. You can entertain your child by getting them to memorise flags of nations that they have never heard of. That's right. If you happen to be on the iOS side of the fence, dear listener, having yourself an iPad or an iPhone, there are, if you type the word flags in, you get 2,000 results on the App Store. But at the top of the list is this app called Flags Quiz. Guess the flags around the world. It's had uh, 45 ratings and averaging at four stars, dear listener. So again, a high-quality product. Mm. And it looks like it's free as well, which is uh, extraordinary. But uh, great value for money. <laughs> There you go, listeners. Flags, thing of the week. Now, dear listener, two of the big hitters, arguably superpowers, coming up now. The first of which you can hear on a glass harmonica, and the second one on a polystyrene cup.
Canada there from Stuart Russell in this case. And um, I think that was unspeakably moving, wasn't it, really? <laughs> Turning the the, uh, the theme tune of the great nation of Canada. It's a somewhat weedy version, but we do enjoy that. Unpretentious. Now, if you were to have a look at the video of that, and it's scintillating stuff, then you would see that um, the cup in question is a Tim Horton cup, which is apparently some holy relic of Canada, and terribly, terribly important. Now, you may be saying to me, how do I know this? Well, I have it from uh, out of the uh, the mouths of babes and <laughs> out of the mouths of uh, people who know, I speak of no other than Daniela Bavaro, who is a Canadian. And in fact, I let out a little internet tweet not that long ago asking if she knew of a Project Moonbase friendly version of O Canada, and she replied with this moments later, as if she had it spring-loaded, ready to go, proving, listeners, that despite what uh, we might think, young people sometimes, you know, surprise us, don't they? They're not all, like, scowling in their bedrooms. No, they're not all out smashing in shop windows or... <laughs> No. <laughs> They're finding weird versions of O Canada. So um, there we go. Marvellous stuff. Enjoy that. And before that, of course, in a sense, the country that adheres to the base of Canada. <laughs> I think it's called America. Yes. And there, a star-spangled banner. That was by Dean Shostak. A particularly stirring rendition there. Yes. He's a specialist of the uh, glass harmonica. He's released several albums with... Of, uh... <laughs> glass harmonica work you want to hear him in action and i think there's probably got videos on youtube too it's an extraordinary instrument and you might be surprised i was a bit surprised there's a bit double take there that we played the u.s anthem first mm. because the capital is of course further west than the canadian capital by one degree by one degree there we are at uh, 77 degrees west as opposed to canada 76 I hope you've still got your globe and your string <laughs> and you're connecting up the dots with string, hairy string preferably. Yes, we want to see the pictures. Mm -hmm. Please send us pictures of your, your stringed up globes, pardon the expression. Now, we have a version of a national anthem on the accordion, dear listener. An instrument of uh, mixed repute here at the moon, but um, in this case quite entertaining. This is a gentleman who's recorded hundreds of different songs and I think a few anthems in, on the accordion. It's a gentleman called Jackson Parodi. And you can watch him doing all of this stuff on YouTube. So now we're heading off to Trinidad and Tobago to hear Forged from the Love of Liberty.
was the national anthem of Sahawi there, also known as the ADR, the Arab Democratic Republic there, which is sort of around the Sahara, not entirely at 13 degrees west. It's not uh, not recognised by everyone, but uh, we're recognising it at the moment for uh, musical purposes. We do. And we don't entirely know who did that particular track because it's uh, just put on there by Dero Volk. That was who put it on YouTube. But as to who the artist is, I don't know. But it was certainly pretty good stuff, I thought. Pretty tasty. There's a lot of singing and uh, banging of various things. Bit of a twanging guitar in there as well. It's all going on. It'd be nice to hear more twanging guitar in national anthems, I think. Yeah. And before that, uh, Trinidad and Tobago there, forged from the love of liberty, Jackson Parodi, also good in, in its own way. That's a first accordion anthem. And I do think the accordion is underused in national anthems. It's a little bit too much brass and choirs poking their chests out and looking important. Whereas the looseness of the accordion, I think, uh, adds a more relaxed feel to the whole <laughs> it does, the yes. whole anthem. And I imagine Trinidad and Tobago is fairly relaxed. I imagine it is. I have been DJ Gyrony. I hope you've enjoyed running this week's show at the flagpole, dear listener. I have been MC Cross throughout. And, oh, hold on a minute, this flag's the wrong way up. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me, we need to get a flag for the moon, don't we? We yeah, do. Then we can have a moon anthem as well. <laughs> That's right. Maybe on accordion. Listeners, how, what <laughs> instrument should we use on the moon anthem if we were to compose it? Well, we should include it in uh, volume two of this uh, series, I think. Anthems of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> this is if you want us to do another uh, show like this and you have suggestions for uh, suitable renditions of various anthems do let us know you can contact us on twitter on facebook and on the emails and various other things or you don't need to do that at all you can just say hello or perhaps you'd like to beg us not to do that who knows it's your choice we're going to leave you by playing a little morsel from an epic uh, piece of music and uh, one of my favourite Karl-Heinz Stockhausen compositions, appropriately enough, called Himden, which is the German for national anthems, where he basically spends an hour and a half mangling the world's national anthems in various entertaining forms, quite often involving lots of shortwave radio and sped up and slowed down tape and stuff, and it's all very entertaining. You can get this uh, from uh, the Stockhausen uh, Verlag, sort of their own record label, I suppose it is. But uh, we're going to play a little more, so, which is actually his version of the Spanish national anthem. It's a track called Centrum Spanien. Uh, so uh, strap yourselves in for this very brief but highly entertaining version of that theme. Until next week, dear listener, don't, don't let, let this episode, episode touch, touch the floor. Gallon drum of magnolia. Gumboots, dungarees, rah, rah, rah. Next time on Project Moonbase, painting and decorating. <laughs> <laughs>